everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Love you, Lord, because you first loved us. Jesus, we love you. Once again, in 
the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We have entered into his gates with thanksgiving. We have entered into his courts with praise. We love him because he first loved us. life as a ransom for you and I on Calvary. Yes, we love you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we need you. Can't live without you, Jesus. Worthy, worthy Lord Jesus, you're worthy of 
Lord is worthy this evening. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the saints, may the name of the Lord be praised. He's worthy, he's worthy. We love you this evening, Lord. children of God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We love him today because he first loved us. He gave his life as a ransom for you and I while we were yet sinners, long before we were even close to getting ourselves together. He gave his life for you and I, not that we might get ourselves together, but that through him, he might get ourselves together. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic entitled Chastisement, Restoration, and Promotion. And the Lord kind of used that as a foundation, but he had me to slip a couple of other R's and C's in there. We talked, I think, earlier today about in between chastisement and restoration, there's an R called what? Repentance, praise God. And the Lord, I was like, well, Lord, and I was talking with the deacon a little earlier. 
And we began to talk about after promotion, if you're not careful, another C can slip in. And that C is conceit. See, so there's, yeah, yeah, see, see, so we, we got to really be careful. We got to really be careful because that's what ends up taking you back to Chase Tidesman. It's not you can just go from pro, promotion back to Chase Tidesman. Somewhere, if you got to go from promotion to Chase Tidesman, something came in between that. Something got in between one of the saints and saying, well, now, you fell off the wagon. You got something there. So really it's Chase Tidesman, repentance, restoration, promotion, conceit. And that's why you end up going back to Chase Tides. When we looked at capital A in our outline, disaster after goodness, well, what happened? That conceit slipped in. Joshua 24 and 20, Deuteronomy 31, 29, capital B, God of restoration, Exodus 4 and 7, Isaiah 49 and 8, capital C, promotion comes with instruction, Daniel 5 and 19, Luke 10 and 6. Capital D, we said that repentance is a key. It is a key. Repentance is a key to help move you forward, whether it's from chastisement to restoration, whether it's from restoration to promotion, uh, you know, and even at, at the promotion stage, we haven't done some things just right. Repent right there, and that will keep you from moving to conceit, which will lead to chastisement. This is basically that circle of sin that the nation of Israel went through for so many thousands of years in the Old Testament. In the Old, Old Testament. Capital D, repentance is a key. We looked earlier today, today at Jeremiah 15 and 19. Bring this on to Acts 2 and verse 38. Acts 2 and verse 38. From the New International Version, the scripture reads, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not right now, but you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Capital D, repentance is a key. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for another day that you have added to our lives. Let us see a day that had never existed before, but you allowed us so graciously to partake of it. We appreciate you. We reverence you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. I ask, Father, that you will speak this evening in our midst. Give us words of counsel, wise instruction, Father, that we may move forward in you, through you, and for you. May your people, as they tune in in the four corners of the earth, whatever the season, whatever the trial, whatever the state that they find themselves, may you meet them at the point of their needs with a word of bread from on heaven, on high. And, Father, as you do these things for us, we'll be very careful to continue giving your name all the glory, the honor, and the praise that it so richly deserves. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 
Amen and amen. Capital D, repentance is a key. Now, Acts chapter 2, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. For this is the chapter in the Bible where the church age began. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born under the law, lived under the law, under the law, died under the law, rose again under the law, ascended back to heaven under the law, came back again under the law. But when he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, this is what ushered in the church age. Understand, children of God, that we are now in the church age. We're not in the old covenant, old testament covenant where, you know, uh the temple was the center of, of the worship, the temple of you know, the temple of God and people had to come from all far to go. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Now God is dwelling inside of his people. He is now made us the temples of the Holy Spirit. Walking, talking, living, breathing temples. So when we come together uh, uh, for worship as children of God, we are bringing various temples. Now, I know some of you that are parts of denominations, you all like to come together and have a conference and bring various or put on programs. You bring various denominations and different things. But the reality is that any time we as children of God come together, we are bringing various temples. You bring in your temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm bringing my temple of the Holy Spirit. And he, she, them, they, all, we are all bringing various temples of the Holy Spirit. Here is the day when the Holy Spirit began to dwell in men. In Old Testament times, he would come upon men and women for a specific job, a specific task. Then he would go on back about his business. But now... He is with us. Jesus said, Lo, I will be with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. A child of God, talking about that lonely, is a child of God that is either that, that, that is, is blind or ignorant or there's some kind of problem. There is no way that as children of God we can be, I, there's no way I can be lonely. There's no way you can be lonely, child of God, if you're really a child of God, because God is with you and I always, even unto the ends of the earth. Now, you're talking about you lonely. Lonely, you know, we may be lonely for some or desire some other human companionship, but God is all the company that you and I really need. Lo, I'll be with you, the Lord said, he always, even unto the ends of the earth. So now, Peter is stepping forward to let the people know that basically it's time for this cycle of sin, chastisement, of repentance, restoration, promotion, going back to conceit, which leads to chastisement. It's time for that to end. It's time now to grow up. Peter even let, let the people know on one occasion, you know, in the past God overlooked some things, but now he's calling for you to be saved. He's calling for you to, to, to be filled with his Holy Spirit and to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, the people wanted to know what, did they need to do after Peter speaking boldly under the, the, the unction of the Holy Spirit the Bible says in verse 37 when the people heard this they were cut to heart now and God says Robert you need to annex this and share this with my people if I'm preaching some words that are cutting you to heart meaning making your chest feel real, real tight you know like you have just been exposed right in the midst of the assembly you ought to thank God 
one of the saints said, that's a good thing. And that's exactly what the Lord had placed in my spirit. That's a good thing. You say, Apostle, why you say that? Because if you are being cut to heart, if you are being convicted by the word of God, that means that, that, that you still are in a position where you can change. You are still in a position where, where you can repent and, and you can get some things right. It's when the words stop affecting you. That's when you're in trouble. That's when the Bible talks about having consciences that have been seared as with a hot iron. You don't care what God got to say. You don't care what. That's when it gets dangerous. That's when it gets dangerous. See, Understand that, that pain, pain is a good thing. But one of the saints said pain lets you know what the problem is. That's just one of the reasons why God put, gave us pain senses. Pain lets you know, hey, your hand is on a hot stove. Hey. Your foot is on a nail. You know, I was reading on, I think, on the Internet some, some days ago about a condition where people get where they don't feel any pain. They don't feel any pain. And they were talking about how sometimes children that, that have that particular condition, I forget what the name of it is, how sometimes they, they uh, bite their own tongues out. But they don't feel any pain. So they're just, you know. So they and, and other little things that they just do that are very, very destructive to themselves because pain is a, oftentimes a way of saying, look, stop that right there. See, every creature in creation understands pain. God understands pain. The Bible spoke of how God was grieved at one point that he even made man. Things hurt God. When we sin, when we, when we do wrong, when God got to throw somebody in hell, that stuff hurt God. Everything in creation understand pain. The Bible says that when the people heard this, they were cut to heart. Praise God that the word is cutting you to heart. Because if the word is not cutting you to heart, you are in a very, very dangerous place. Now, if you out there looking, if you out there looking for a church that doesn't address your sin, you already look, you you looking for disaster. Let me tell you what you're really looking for. You're looking for a downfall. You're looking for a one-way ticket to hell. One of the main responsibilities of the Word of God, one of them, the Word of God does many things in our life, but one of the main responsibilities is to address our sin. God, if God is supposed to cut us to heart, and we ain't getting cut to heart, how are we going to get fixed? How are we going to get healed? How are we going to get delivered? How are we going to, how are we, God wants to cut us to heart. You lifting weights and you don't feel no pain. You exercising and you don't feel no pain. Even the world got a little saying, no pain, no gain. You ought to feel that lactic acid build up. That's where that burning comes from in, in exercise. When you lifting weights or you running and you start feeling that burning in your muscle, that's a buildup of lactic acid. It's a weight. Baby. You don't feel no pain, no time, nowhere. It's dangerous. Sometimes no pain can be more dangerous than a little pain. No pain. People will cut your heart. We thank God. And they said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brother Shout, what shall we do? You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to say? Anytime God's word is cutting you to heart, you, you need to have a question either for the spiritual leader that God has placed over your life or for the Holy Spirit that's, that's, that's in you. What do I need to do? 
If the word is cutting you, watch this now. If the word of God is cutting you to heart, you need to either check with the word of God that is in you or check with somebody you know that has the word of God to find out what you need to do. Brothers, what shall we do? Well, at this time, these people did not have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The ones that had the Holy Spirit were the apostles and the other members that were in the upper room. These individuals that were hearing this, they did not have the Holy Spirit. So they checked with those who did. Now, you got the Holy Spirit, child of God. Same God that's in you is the same God that's in pastor. Same God that's in you is the same God, the same same God that's in the apostle, that's in the bishop. Hey, some of you all out, oh, a pastor, oh, apostle. a pastor and apostle's a man, just like you are. Got the Holy, same Holy Spirit you got and got some of the same sins that you got. Let's don't go, let's don't get, you know, people in the Old Testament, I mean, not the Old Testament, early church, Peter and them, reputed pillars in the church. Sometimes people meet them, fall all down and different things. People be like, get up now. I'm just a man, what? Just like you. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I've been in countries and stuff. People falling all down. Oh, apostle, bless me. I'm like, man, get up. Get up, man. I'm a man, too. You bless me, too. Let's bless each other. We are men and women that serve an extraordinary God. We are ordinary men and women that serve an extraordinary God. One of the saints said, that's the one you're supposed to be bound down to. And Peter said, look, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus sent his disciples out and told them to baptize in the name of the Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Spirit. And that's been a, a long-running debate in many churches. Do we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or we baptize in the name of Jesus? So, well, now what's happening, now the Holy Spirit has come. Understand that in Christ lives, uh, Colossians 2 and 9, in Christ lives the fullness of the deity in bodily form. In Christ is the, the fullness of, of the deity. Now, remember, when Christ sent his disciples out, you know, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he was still alive. He was still he was alive in physical form. Now, he has died. He's rose again from the dead. See? And he's ascended back into heaven. So now he's sending instruction down. You know, these apostles are baptized in the name of Jesus. The same way when we pray. We pray. We don't pray in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. See, you got this is what the world is getting into. The world is getting into some funky prayers. Not that their prayers are being heard anyway. You know, that's that's the first thing. But the, you know, the world don't want you to pray now in the name of Jesus. See. They don't want you to pray now. So they saying all kind of stuff. And and, and they, a lot of them don't even want to pray. We just have a moment of silence. But for what? Moment of silence to do what? Oh, our thoughts are with you. What, what good are thoughts going to do? God says, my will, that men pray everywhere. So now the world come in and say, no, you can't be praying, at, especially here in this country, at public events. Don't be using the name of Jesus. 
Well, that stuff there would be straight from the adversary because the adversary know that without the name of Jesus in that prayer, you just you would just well be whistling Dixie. See, you ain't <laughs> without the name of Jesus, you just as well be whistling Dixie because you ain't saying nothing that, that that's carrying no weight. But what the adversary and, and some of his children know or, or, or many of the, and the spirits that are involved with him is that when you start using the name of Jesus, things will, things will begin to happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things is giving a Lion King reference there when they would say Mufasa, everybody would shake everybody up. Well, in the spiritual and the supernatural realm, when the name of Jesus gets start getting mentioned, it shakes some things up. People can act real, act real bold and act real tough, but the spirit of God be shaking things up. The name of Jesus, right? All right, so Peter said, repent, be baptized. Everybody in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, because we said repentance is the key, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive. Now, why didn't, why didn't they receive the, the gift of the Holy Spirit right then? Well, there, there's, an, there's an appointed time that God has for individuals to receive the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is, is not yours or mine, but rather we are his. And he decides when to, when to feel, when not to feel. He decides who to feel, and who not to feel. Peter said, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. All whom the Lord our So you got to understand that in order to receive the Holy Spirit, you got to be called by God. God has got to give you a special invitation. To receive the Holy Spirit, it's not. It's not for just everybody. If it was, everybody would get it. Everybody don't get it. Bible says in verse forty, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, "Save yourself from this corrupt generation." The Spirit of God is still using His apostles to warn you, to plead with you, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Now, watch this. Those who accepted his message. Now, we're still, we still talking about, uh, you know, uh, chastisement, restoration, and promotion. Those who accepted his message were baptized. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? One of the main components in promotion is God's promotion is the acceptance of God's word, the acceptance of God's message. God trying to say something to you. You keep not wanting to accept that. You keep not wanting to do that. You keep not wanting to receive that. So what you've done now, you set yourself up for demotion. One of the main components in God-ordained promotion is there's a message that God has that you need to get. You need to accept. Those who what? Accepted his message. Some of you all out there, you keep going, taking one step, three steps back because you accept some message that God is sending through his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, teachers, and, and his spirit is speaking. There's some message, something that you just keep right on saying no to. 
You keep saying, surely not, Lord, to that right there. And God was saying, well, until you get that right there, you, 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 you can't go to the next level. Now you, since you keep right on saying, surely not, Lord, to that message, that, that instruction, then God is saying, surely not, will you receive this blessing. Yes, surely not. You understand, surely not. You have just, you have just determined that you're not going to do that right there. But God says, equally, I have determined that I'm just not going to do this right here for you. Now, try, try not to accept this apostle's message here on salvation, and let's see if you get it. Since you, those, the Bible doesn't say all of them accepted his message. The Bible says those who accepted his message. And this was about 3,000. He could have been talking to 10,000. 7,000 folk went home, now prepared to get beat even worse. Why? Because they knew the master's will. See, you've got to understand out there those you going in and out of churches don't want to get saved. All you're doing is making your life worse. Because you're hearing more of what God wants you to do, and you're refusing more to do that. That means you've got to be beat with many blows. You're hearing more of God, what God wants you to do, but you're refusing more to do what God wants you to do. All that's going to do is get you beat with many blows. I think we're still broadcasting, but it looks like the, the camera has, has gone out. Let me see. All right, saints. Praise God. Now, you know, it's like what God is flashing in my spirit. It's like a character eating a whole lot of food that's not exercising more. Are you really surprised that you're getting fat? The purpose of food, one of the main purposes of food is to, to, to give you energy, to burn through work. But if you just eat more, but you're not working more, you're going to get bigger. Well, if you're hearing more of God's word and you're not doing more of God's work, you're just going to get beat more because you know more and to whom much is given, much is expected or demanded, you know, depending. So, you know, we got to put this, we got to put this thing into practice. People that eat real, real good and, and exercise real, real good, that turns to muscle. Their individuals start developing muscles. People that just eating real, real good and not doing nothing, then that stuff turns to fat. That's what it be. And what's the difference? Work and lack of work. Work will develop muscles. Because you're going to eat. You're going to eat whether you're exercising or not. You're going to eat whether you work or not. You're going to eat. That's it. I mean, you're eating and working, turning to muscles, turning to energy. Eating and not working, not exercising, turning to fat, turning to adipose tissue. Hearing God's word 
and repenting will take you on to restoration, take you on to promotion, take you on to the higher heights and deeper, deeper debt. Hearing God's word without repentance will take you back into more severe chastisement. Those who accepted his message. See, you, 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 I ain't going to say you would come out better by not even listening to the message, but if you're not going to accept the message and you keep right on hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, then you, 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 you setting yourself up to be beat more, to be chastised more. I shared with some, some saints years and years ago. I said, look, I said, this, this, this ministry here, it's either going to make your life better than it has ever been or worse than it has ever been. They were like, ah. Pastor, how can you say that? I said, because I know what God is giving me now. I know what God is giving me. Now, you take what God is giving me and start applying it and, and putting it into practice, you're going to see blessings like you ain't never seen before. But if you take this, what I know God is giving me to share with you, you don't accept this message, and you keep right on trying to sit up and listen to it, now all of a sudden you're going to find stuff crashing and burning all around you. Because God be sitting back saying, I know you know better now because my apostle has spoken to you about that. I know you know better because my spokesman or my spokeswoman has talked to you about that. And now you're going to keep right on with that same craziness because something happened to you way, way back in a church way, way 20 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, and you're going to keep right on with that craziness? God be saying, uh-huh. Watch this now. Let's get this last little bit and let's get me a close up. Go to verse 17. Peter speak to the onlookers. Acts 3 and 17. Shortly after that, Peter said, now brothers. Now, this is after, you know, cripple had gotten healed or beggar, you know, had gotten healed. And Peter said, look, now brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come. All right? Um, okay. Go back to stay on that. I know that you acted in ignorance. Now, ignorance and, 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 and rebellion are two different things. Ignorance, you didn't know. Rebellion, you know, but you just want to do something contrary. Well, see, the more you know, the less ignorance you can claim as an excuse. The more you know. You can't, you can't claim ignorance now. Once you know something, you can't go back to not knowing that. Now, you might go back to not doing that, but you can't go back to not knowing that. What I'm going to look like now, I know full well 2 plus 2 is 4. What in the world I'm going to look like? Because I know at one point I was saying 2 plus 2 was something else. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't. But now, what in the world I'm going to look like talking about 2 plus 2 is 3? Look like a crazy man. Sound like a crazy man. Because you know better than that. We, once we know we can't go back to not knowing. Now, we might try to go back to not doing. And God said, that will get you beat real good. Repentance is the key. Don't try to go back to acting like you don't know. God said, just go and repent, fix that. 
be on your way. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Godly sorrow, change, and let's go on. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate you, Father, for uh, your spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. We pray, Father, that your people have been encouraged and uplifted at the preaching and the teaching of your word this evening. Exhortation as well, Father. May your name be glorified. May your name be blessed. We ask, Father, that you will continue to lead us and to take us deeper into your knowledge, deeper into your understanding, that we may be more obedient to you. Forgive us, Father, of sins and iniquities that we have grievously committed against you. And we ask, Father, that you just lead and guide us into the Sabbath day's rest that you have prepared for them that love you. Father, as you do these things, we'll be very careful to continue to give your name, which is above all other names, all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks. You can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk show spreecast youtube and itunes at 9 6 p.m daily on talk show call 724-444-7444 enter id 17959 on spreecast type in robert bryant on youtube and the christian center church channel you can see excerpts of apostle robert bryant on youtube donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.